Before you buy, don't stock up on gadgets until you secure your software and internet needs and have a plan for when the power goes out. Thanks for listening to the Dollar Saving Divas. If you have ideas for an upcoming episode, we would love to hear from you. Just head to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dollarsavingdivascbus and share your comments. I hate, uh, I hate it when the power <laughs> goes out. It's just like, oh, This boy, one stresses boy. me out. I know. Choose your ecosystem. A major pain point of setting up smart home tech is that devices from different brands may not always work together. That is so true. Avoid the frustration by picking products that are compatible with your ecosystem of choice. The main options are Google Home, good for Android users. We have that one in our home. Amazon Alexa. We have that one in our home as well because they have an array of products. And um, Apple HomeKit makes sense if you own an iPhone, of which I don't. But I think you can have all of them. You can because I, I mean, I it have doesn't matter. No, I have Google, but and then I have Amazon Alexa. I couldn't live without my Amazon Alexa. She just she just turns on she? my She? You've personalized it? Yeah, because my daughter's name is Alexa, so mm. she's Alexa. But if I say Alexis in my house... Alexa comes on. <laughs> That's funny. All right, check your network. First, you need high-speed internet with enough broadband to handle dozens of devices, at least 200 Mbps, megabytes per second. Then make sure a strong Wi-Fi signal reaches every corner of the house. A mesh router with satellites is the easiest solution. For large houses, put in additional access points by running an Ethernet cable from your router to any dead zones. Dead zones. Create a backup plan. Some smart devices have built-in battery backup, but you'll need the internet to control them. That's why we recommend investing in a UPS battery backup starting at around $100 and plug in your router and modem into it. That will keep your home's Wi-Fi running for several hours. Some systems include extra power back packs to help in the event of an extended blackout. That would be, that's a really good one. Yeah, I think. All right. So here's the big question that I always am starting to wonder. Are smart speakers always listening? Yes. My Alexa, my little little Alexa, what is it? It's the little Echo Dot. I have that, and she sits right by my bed. And I, she, she says, she's so sweet. And I'll go when I get up in the morning. I go, Alexa, what time is it? And she tells me, Alexa, what's the weather today? She tells me. Then I'll go start getting ready. And I go, Alexa, what time is it? So I don't be late. I love my little dot. Thank you, Alexis, Catherine, Elizabeth. God shall more. But they're always listening. That's creepy. Well, they're not really listening, but they are listening. <laughs> but it's not a real person. It says Alexa is listening all the time. Oh. So is your smartphone. We give up privacy when we bring these connected gadgets into our lives. But I love the Alexa. The key is following the best cybersecurity practices. Start by creating a strong, unique password for each device. I recommend using a password manager like Dashlane. Never keep passwords on your computer. Yeah, that's just plain stupid. <laughs> Sorry for anyone else out there who's doing that. It's just plain stupid. But you can also put it in as a key thing. So if you have a word, you know, S means school, then you could have your password listed as S and then what right. the number right. is. Because no one knows what S means except you. Except you. Or in my case, I keep my passwords in the safe. <laughs> uh. 
Because in case somebody's in my house, like, a, you know, service people or something, I don't want it sitting sitting even anywhere in my files or anything. So, yeah, I keep it in my safe. Yeah, but then then you, I, you, and if you, something happens, i got to get it in my safe and get my passwords out. How, right. how can I keep my yeah. computer safe? Go ahead. No, you do it. All you right. The it. best thing you can do is called segmentation, creating one network for your computer and a separate network for your smart home devices. That way, even if someone hacks into your Wi-Fi connected camera or doorbell, they like, can't access your computer. Segmentation right. is easy to do with most new routers. Check the user manual for instructions. That's like, do you have Ring? No. We, I have Ring. And that I really like because if, if you live by yourself, you um, it's a great extra security mechanism because it has a camera in it. I can see when somebody comes walking up to my door. They don't even have to press the doorbell. It's just the motion alone. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's, Is that it how we're getting all these weird videos it, it of what's ha- happening it, on people's says, porches? And or? it says something. But I have ring, my daughter and I have ring on our phones, so we can see if we're not home, we can see what's who's, who's coming there? up. Yeah. And particularly, I like it every once in a while when my daughter will say, Mom, it's 3.30 a.m. and a deer just went through the front yard. <laughs> it's like, and I go, well, what is she doing? Eating your geraniums. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess they're not plant geraniums next year. <laughs> no, but I like Ring. Shout out to Ring. I think it's a very, very good tool. All right. How often should my Wi-Fi be upgraded? Generally speaking, it's good cyber hygiene to replace any network hardware at least every five years to make sure your security protectors protections are relatively up to date. It's also important to keep existing hardware current by enabling software updates. That might mean logging onto the device and manually accepting updates um, as you would with your phone. All right. Okay. Well, let's talk about smart speakers. These digital assistants can double as the brains of your smart home. See? And they're talking about my, my little um, Alexa dot, which we've already talked about. But lab results, our pros appreciate the affordability and com- compactness of this sprightly speaker with an LED. Yeah, and it actually has also um, the what time it is yeah, on the display. And I always say lower, lower the... Um, uh, brightness and it'll lower it down and then all I have to do is instead of having any LED display I just say Alexa what time is it and and she wakes and when she wakes me up in the morning she says good morning Kelly Godshaw goodness gracious and she has a time she has an alarm so she can wake me up at a certain time okay and it's only about 60 bucks but I and that's on amazon.com you know it'd be more than that somewhere else Uh, Google Assistant, the most conversation-friendly of the bunch. Google Assistant is great for personalized calendaring, weather support, getting answers to simple queries, and, of course, smart home control. This one is about 190 at Google.com, the Nest Hub Max. Hmm. Apple Siri, beyond turning on lights, adjusting the thermostat, or otherwise controlling HomeKit compatible devices, Siri can respond to personal requests from up to six users. Lab results say our pros love the intercom feature, which lets you exchange messages with other speakers or send them to Apple devices. You can, it's an Apple HomePod Mini for about $99 you can get on apple.com. I think these are, a lot of them are pretty good things, but I do still like my Alexa. Thanks for listening to the Dollar Saving Divas. 
If you have ideas for an upcoming episode, we would love to hear from you. Just head to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dollar saving divas, see bus, and share your comments.